Welcome to the Hacking Happy Podcast, a podcast designed to arm you with the tools and experiments that enable you to define happiness on your terms and inject more of it into each day. I'm your host, Penny Lacasso. I'm the world's first happiness hacker, and I have a bold mission, a mission to teach 10 million humans how to realize happiness on their terms by 2025. So if you're ready to ignite your self-belief and inject more of what makes you feel good into each day, let's get started. Hello, beautiful happiness hackers, and welcome to another episode of the Hacking Happy podcast. Here's what I want to share this week. My brain is literally bending in ways I never imagined possible. I wonder if you ever feel this way. I'm currently buried in the subject of neuroscience through the psychology studies that I'm undertaking. That's my current subject. And all of the subjects we undertake are intensive. So they're six-week blocks, but it's 20 hours of work a week, obviously, on top of just life. So it's in and of itself a load, let's just say. So it's blowing my mind, this concept of neuroscience and learning it in terms of the biology of the brain and how it is impacted by our behavior and our environment. Connecting the dots, as I often do, means that I partnered this feeling this week with something else that I keep hearing from my early stage coaching clients at the moment. Trust me, this will all make sense in the end. It's but a simple question that I keep hearing from them. And the question is, why aren't things happening fast enough? Why isn't the change, the transformation I want happening fast enough? I get it. I totally understand this question. Because when I first started this journey that I'm on, I'd try something new, put something new out into the world, be a workshop or whatever. And four weeks later, I'd be asking myself, why didn't that work? And switching to the question, well, what do I do next? It was all about action. And it was all about instant feedback. When I look back now, I realize my expectations were completely and utterly unrealistic. It took me 16 years to become an executive, and yet when I stepped into a life transformation and became an entrepreneur for the first time at the age of 40, my expectation was that if it didn't work in four weeks, it won't work. Freaking crazy, right? Doesn't logically make any sense. It did when I was in it, trust me. So now I'm connecting all of this back to my neuroscience and my brain bending because Learning neuroscience for me is challenging. I'm learning something completely new at the age of 47. And let's face it, learning can feel hard. Often there is no instant reward. The reward comes in the commitment, in the persistence to the journey. That takes a lot of time, a lot of energy. And if I am completely honest, discomfort. Doesn't sound very appealing, does it? But here's the thing, that journey delivers soul-filling joy at a level you can't imagine if you haven't been on it. Joy when you realize how much you've evolved and grown within that journey. The wholehearted journey that I have committed to is a complete and utter roller coaster ride. But I ask you, isn't that life. The challenge with this roller coaster ride is that the troughs are lower and the peaks are higher, making it feel more extreme and perhaps not for the faint-hearted. But I can honestly say, having now lived in it, 
in this state of transformation, of continually self-disrupting in order to evolve into the person that I want to be in this world. I wouldn't have changed a thing about that journey. It's been one hell of a ride and yet a worthy one. Now, I share this because it's what I'm thinking about at the moment. And my hope is it might be helpful to the person out there who needs to hear it now. So let me circle back again, back to neuroscience. Because whilst this week feels like a bit of a mixed bag, I feel like there's something to share, something perhaps to be learned from what I'm learning in the realm of neuroscience. My assignment that I am completely buried in at the moment is centered around the question, can digital cognitive behavioral therapy provide a scalable and accessible means to treat insomnia globally? Now, before you switch off, I'm not going to go into this topic. That's not what I'm going to do. But I am going to share with you what I've learned about sleep and the brain because so many prospective coaching clients that reach out to me share with me how they struggle with having consistent sleep, undisrupted sleep, sleep that makes them feel rested and recharged. So let me keep this simple. Sleep has many benefits for your brain, which impacts the level at which you perform mentally and physically throughout the day, not to mention how you feel. The science shows that consistent quality sleep enhances our ability to consolidate both long and short-term memory, to regulate our emotions and keep us a little more even-keeled, and to restore our body's energy reserves. Now, who doesn't want any of this? And yet, I'll guarantee many of you are probably listening going, I wish like you're not in the realm where this is happening for you on a regular basis or you're not feeling it. Here's the thing. When someone struggles to sleep over an extended period of time, let's say a month or two, the neuroscience theory suggests this is due to what is termed hyperarousal within our central nervous system. So what often causes this hyperarousal can be things like environmental change, drug use, alcohol, discomfort of any shape, form or size, hormonal imbalance, and things like stress. Now, cognitive behavioral therapy is considered the gold standard treatment for insomnia. Now, I'm not suggesting that we're insomniacs. Maybe you are. I don't know. You need to see a doctor for that. But what I am trying to say is that if it's the treatment we use for people who have extreme sleep issues, there's definitely elements of it that will be helpful for us if we're experiencing, one would think, any sleep issues. Hey there, thought I'd just press pause for a moment and ask you a question. I wonder if, like I used to, you use work as a form of escapism to avoid feelings that bubble under the surface and whisper to you constantly, this is not the life I want to live. But what if it doesn't have to be this way? What if I told you you could bounce out of bed feeling confident in your path because you know what action to take to feel aligned and in motion with the life you long for? If you'd like to do this year differently, shift gears into freedom mode, let your priorities drive your time, not the other way around, feel courageous and confident in uncertainty and holistically supported on the journey, Flourish Forward Coaching might be right for you. Go to flourishforwardcoaching.com to book a discovery call today.
Now, this therapy focuses on helping people improve their sleep through simple things like sleep hygiene, sleep restriction. How do you actually make sure that you're sleeping in the right amounts at the right times where it's actually going to help you get as much sleep as you can? Mindfulness, relaxation rituals, and challenging negative thought patterns. Now, this form of therapy has shown marked improvements across multiple studies in people's sleep, their productivity in their everyday, their mental and their physical health, and their overall life satisfaction. So I wanted to share with you a couple of things that you can use based on cognitive behavioral therapy that might support a positive shift in how you sleep. So I'm going to keep it really simple because that's what I love to do. So the first thing I want to suggest to you is to look at your lighting. It's such a simple thing, right? Look at your lighting. I'm so cognizant of this at the moment. I'm not perfect at it, but I must say it's something I'm really trying to work on in my home for me and my son. You may know our body clock works off what they call a circadian rhythm. As a species, we are designed to be active during light hours and sleep when the darkness falls. Darkness is what stimulates our brain's ability to produce melatonin, which is a hormone that signals to your body that it's time to rest. Now, what happens is exposure to white, bright light can actually block the production of this extremely important hormone and interfere with your sleep cycles and equally your weight cycles. Because if your sleep's affected, I'll guarantee you it's likely to flow on into how you feel during your day. So I want you to consider, if you or want to invite you to consider, if you so choose, the light you expose yourself to at least an hour before bedtime. Phones, TVs, laptops, even just the lights that you turn on in your home can all impact the production of melatonin and the process that it aids in terms of your sleep. So reducing your exposure to this light is likely to deliver better quality sleep. I have salt lamps around the house. I often leave them on at night rather than the main lights. I try and keep main lighting off where I can. And another option you might want to employ, I've got a dear friend, I'm actually thinking of doing this myself, who has been doing this for years herself and her children. You can actually invest in blue blocker glasses and put them on an hour before sleep. And that way you can still sit and read next to a lamp, but the light will be filtered and it won't impact that important process that we've spoken about. So secondly, try keeping a sleep diary or use a tracking app, a sleep tracking app. And actually have a look at what it tells you at the end of the week. Become aware of what's going on with your sleep. What do you notice in terms of patterns? Is there a certain time of night that you wake up? You want to use the diary or use the app to actually get an objective perspective on how you're sleeping rather than one that's subjective where you're just kind of guessing and feeding your feelings into that process, which can potentially from all of the research, create what they call paradoxical insomnia, which is where people often who have insomnia think that they're getting less sleep than what they truly are. That's been shown in studies. So having this view of how you're actually sleeping creates awareness. And awareness is, as I always say, one of the first steps to change. What you want to do with this information is look at where your sleep is disrupted. What hours did that occur? What were you doing? before you went to bed that might have aided in that disruption during the night? Are there any triggers in your environment? And then what I would do is take that information and look at how you can experiment with a pre-sleep ritual, something really simple to help you wind down and remove anything that hyper-stimulates you or stimulates you full stop, yeah, before bed. 
All you need is a simple ritual that signals to your brain it's time to now wind down. Lastly, I'm going to throw in one for good measure because it's perhaps the most powerful thing that I've done in terms of my sleep. If I have one, one invitation for you, it is get your phone out of the bedroom. Get it out. Buy an old school alarm clock and leave the phone off at night in the kitchen. Sax and I do this every night and we both sleep great. I just find that I personally cannot not go to the phone or feel like it's calling to me if it's in the bedroom. So getting rid of it removes the distraction. So there you have it, an insight into how my eclectic brain works in joining dots in the hope that it might help you grow in a way that is meaningful. I'm going to leave us there. Have an absolutely beautiful rest of the week, my friends. And until next time, where I'll probably be close to, if not in Mexico, I look forward to making sure that happiness looks good on you. Bye for now. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of the Hacking Happy podcast. If there was something that ignited a flame or sparked a thought within you, From this conversation, please take a screenshot and share it on your preferred social media platform. Feel free to tag me in Hacking Happy Co or Penny LaCalso. Reviews are so important to reaching my goal of making 10 million beautiful humans just like yourself happier. So if you enjoyed your listen, please take a moment, leave a review and a rating on your preferred podcast listening platform. Until the next episode, remember, happiness looks good on you. Bye for now.